Welcome to Single Mom MD. We bond together in this community to help single moms, both MDs and DOs, get the support we need when we need it. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I'm here to help my colleagues have an easier time of it than I did. Enjoy the podcast and join us in the Single Mom MD community. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday for a Successful Week at Work, at singlemommd.org backslash mom. Today's episode on the Single Mom MD podcast is about embracing vulnerability and navigating through feeling unappreciated or underappreciated. We're diving deep into the heart of vulnerability, exploring the shadows of feeling underappreciated and shining a light on pathways to resilience. We'll discuss not just surviving, but thriving amidst personal and professional challenges. In the heart of our profession, where every decision can mean life or death, we often find our personal lives colliding with our professional duties in ways that leave scars only we can see and feel. I want to share a particularly bad day that exemplified this struggle, a day that many of you may find painfully familiar. My daughter, who most of you know remains the center of my world, was scheduled for a critical reevaluation following her traumatic brain injury. This wasn't just another appointment, it was a milestone in her recovery, one we were really counting on to reset her navigation, to become a beacon of hope in this long shadowed journey we've been navigating together recently. But as fate would have it, that day unfolded with relentless demand after relentless demand at the hospital, each one seemingly more urgent than the last. Amidst this chaos, a crisis brewed, not from the demanding nature of our work or patient needs, but from a problem created by a coworker, a misunderstanding, a, mayha- a mishap in communication. The details hopefully will blur in memory over time. At least I can hope so. But the outcome remains crystal clear. I missed any portion of my daughter's appointment. I couldn't be there to hold her hand, to hear firsthand the doctor's observations and plans, or to offer her the mother's comfort she's always relied on. The guilt and misery that ensued were suffocating. It was just another stark reminder of the sacrifices we make, often invisibly, and the silent battles we fight. In that moment, I was confronted with the painful reality of our dual roles and the fear that perhaps I was failing at both. But here's what I've learned after a little exercise and a little sleep, and what I hope you can take from my experience. We are doing our best in an extraordinarily demanding profession. The choices we make, the sacrifices we endure, they stem from a place of profound love and commitment to our families and our patients and our colleagues. So to my fellow mom physicians facing similar crises, know that you're not alone in this tumultuous journey. It's okay to feel overwhelmed, to grieve the moments missed, and to question the balance we so desperately seek. What's crucial is that we forgive ourselves learn from these experiences, and find solace in the community of others who truly understand. And then, my little stinker, instead of coming to my apartment as planned after her appointment, she returned up the mountain to finish whatever task she had to do, and came back down the mountain to drop off the car at my apartment and get to the, apart- get to the airport without seeing me at all. It made me feel unappreciated, 
maybe even a little concerned about if she did it because she was either angry or disappointed in me or possibly just not wanted to talk to me uh, any or any more about the six hour exam. It hurt. It really did. And it's not the way I wanted to deal with her. And I was angry and I was sad. And between that and the problem with my coworker, I went down that rabbit hole of just being angry and mad and not being particularly productive that night. One of the things that came out of the experience was being smacked in the face with the fact that I've been dealing with the weight of feeling underappreciated. That heavy cloak of feeling underappreciated, a fabric woven from the complex threads of our past and present, our childhoods, our marriages, and the relentless pace of our high-stakes environment of the medical profession, it's not just about the workload or the sacrifices. It's the emotional toll of feeling unseen and undervalued, despite giving your all. This cloak can feel suffocating, especially on days when our personal and professional worlds collide in heartrending ways. The pain of this absence from my daughter's medical evaluation was more than just missing a meeting. It did become the culmination of feeling unseen, undervalued, and stretched beyond my limits. It was a stark reminder of the sacrifices we make, often in silence, and the emotional toll of juggling in the high stakes, juggling the high stakes of our profession with the deep personal commitments in those we love. In sharing this, I want to acknowledge the weight of those experiences. We are often our harshest critics, bearing the burden of expectations from every facet of our lives. But it's crucial to remember that our worth is not measured by our ability to be everywhere at once, nor is it diminished by the moments we miss. To my fellow mom physicians who carry this weight daily, know that your feelings of being underappreciated are valid but they do not define your worth or your impact. It's okay to feel overwhelmed, and it's okay to acknowledge the emotional toll of our roles. What's important is that we learn to forgive ourselves, to lean on each other for support, and to remember that we are doing our best in an extraordinarily challenging balancing act. Let's acknowledge this weight we carry and start to untangle those threads together. I wanted to come up with some concrete examples and strategies that I found to help lift the weight of feeling undervalued, especially tailored for single mom physicians who navigate the complexities of both their professional and personal lives. Ideally, I would have been able to take that afternoon off for my daughter's appointment, but in lieu of that, I'd hoped to be done with my work early so I could have my part of the hospital covered by a colleague. That nurse practitioner torpedoed my ability to do just that. So here are some ways I found useful in other situations. First, setting boundaries. Proactively communicating your availability to colleagues and family, making it clear when you are and aren't available for work or home-related tasks. This could mean setting specific no-call hours unless there's an emergency, allowing you to dedicate uninterrupted time to personal commitments or self-care. I think mom physicians are notoriously bad at setting boundaries and it's a valuable skill for us to work on. So far, I like the works of Dr. Brene Brown and Dr. Henry Cloud on setting boundaries. I think they're helping me get closer to my goals on that point. Next, be willing to seek and accept help. Delegate tasks both at work and home. At work, this could involve asking a colleague to cover a shift in anticipation of personal commitments, rather than um, expecting to be able to get your own work done and not having another emergency keep you there. At home, it might mean hiring help for household chores or encouraging children to take on age-appropriate responsibilities. 
or letting your folks or co-parent know when you're aware you're going to need an assist. I really like to cultivate a support network. By joining or forming a support group with other single mom physicians, these groups can offer a platform for sharing experiences, advice, and resources. It's a space where you can feel understood and validated, which can significantly alleviate feelings of isolation and underappreciation. Go do something fun together, or share a cup of your favorite beverage during a Zoom call. Whatever it takes, find the support when you don't need it, so it will be there when you do. My friends held me up as I was falling into that despair, and knowing they were there for me made all the difference. For me getting through the night, recognizing that this too will pass, and the information my daughter received won't change between now and next Monday when I see her. I just lost the opportunity to ask the medically relevant questions she wouldn't know to ask, or be the second set of ears through a very exhausting six-hour examination. Practicing self-recognition is an important tool. By keeping a journal of your accomplishment and the challenges you've overcome, both big and small, you have something physical to review that can remind you of your strengths and contributions, countering feelings of underappreciation. In my recent lifestyle coaching program, they discuss the foods we eat or put in our mouth as secondary foods. The primary foods are those things that nourish our spirit, things like quality time with family or doing something you find truly relaxing. I'm working to find a way to incorporate those into my work life, so I stop relying on stress eating, which doesn't get me to my other physical Communicate your needs and achievement. Regularly update your superiors as appropriate and family members about your work and the impact it has. At home, share your professional successes with your children in a way they can understand and express how their support contributes to your achievements. At work, use your emotional intelligence to gauge the room and see when or if it's appropriate to share the frustrations. Some places seem to be looking for an excuse to get rid of people. They're seeing the rise of nurse practitioners or physician assistants' autonomy and thinking they can get rid of physicians in favor of lesser paid, lesser qualified providers. It's an interesting shift in medicine that could be doing away with primary care physicians if we're not mindful, but short-term immediate issue is how much you want to keep that particular job. Prioritizing self-care. Schedule regular self-care activities that rejuvenate you, such as exercise, reading, soaking in the tub, or pursuing a hobby. Treat these activities with the same importance as a work meeting or a family commitment. Engage in professional development. Participating in workshops or seminars that focus on leadership, communication, and negotiation skills can empower you to advocate for yourself more effectively in the workplace, potentially leading to greater recognition and appreciation. Foster meaningful connections. Make an effort to connect with colleagues on a personal level, sharing experiences and offering support. You can't control how they respond, but you can control how you react. So building a network of mutual respect and understanding at work can help mitigate feelings of being undervalued. Seek external validation. If feeling undervalued at work is a persistent issue, consider seeking external validation through professional awards board positions, or speaking engagements. These recognitions can bolster your sense of worth and accomplishment. Reflect and reassess regularly. By taking time to regularly assess your work-life balance and personal happiness, 
you can see if certain aspects of your life consistently lead to feelings of being underappreciated. Consider then whether changes can be made, such as reducing work hours, changing job roles, or reallocating household responsibilities. By implementing some or all of these strategies, mom physicians can start to untangle the threads of underappreciation, fostering a sense of self-worth and fulfillment, both in their professional single professional roles and in our personal lives. Now I felt it too, the sting of unrecognition from those closest to us, the strain of a marriage under the pressure of our profession, and the isolation from being misunderstood by colleagues. It's a journey filled with moments of doubt, frustration, and the search for belonging. Sharing these stories isn't easy, but it's in vulnerability that we find strength and connection. So here goes. In our profession, we often navigate a silent odyssey marked by the string of unrecognition, not just from the world at large, but from those closest to us. I've experienced this in deeply personal ways, and I want to share these moments with you not because it's easy, but because in our shared vulnerability lies our collective strength. There was a day that remains etched in my memory, the pain and absence of missing or or birth missing anniversaries or birthdays or other important appointments. When I first started in private practice, my boss notified me of the grand opening of our new office, complete with dinner, dessert, and all the most important people in town attending. And they scheduled it on my birthday. When my husband had already told me we were taking the baby to dinner after I finished at the office and going to have a quiet night alone. But the boss wouldn't take no for an answer. So my husband took me to my surprise dinner He'd had them close down the airport restaurant just for us, and then dropped me off at the office, where they had two kinds of cake, carrot cake and German chocolate with extra coconut, neither of which I eat. What a pain. But I had to be there. Even though I missed dinner, which pissed off my boss, and I missed dessert, which pissed off my husband, it was just, there was no way I could win. Just literally no way I could win. So why does that one stick so much in my memory? My husband was furious that I was letting my job encroach once more on our family time when he felt I should just be able to say no. But I couldn't, especially with everyone in town there. I was expected to be there, and even his absence was commented upon years later. I didn't understand how he could not get that I was sacrificing my own birthday for him and our family, because that's the way I took it. It was these moves that built my career and confirmed my place in the community. It didn't last. I became deathly ill just months after losing my husband and nearly died. And instead of being supportive, those same partners abandoned me. It was a stark reminder of the sacrifices we make and the emotional toll of feeling unseen, even when we're giving our all. This incident is a reflection of the broader narrative in my life. I recall the strain in my marriage, a relationship that had such mutual understanding and support from the beginning. There are so many little things that add up to the bigger problems, and my husband and I spoke about them. For example, we had an understanding long before we got married that if there was ever an attraction to someone else, it meant something was amiss between us, and we needed to get back to each other and address it. Our foundation was built on trust and communication, yet as my career demanded more of me, As I was torn between the hospital and my family, this overall understanding was put to the test. He hated my availability to everyone else but him, in his opinion. 
I felt like I was available to everyone but me. My husband's frustration with my availability or the lack thereof grew. He felt neglected, though I was simply striving to balance the demands of my profession with my role as a wife and mother. This strain in my personal life was mirrored in my professional one. I felt the isolation that comes from being misunderstood by colleagues, colleagues who perhaps didn't grasp the extent of my commitments outside the hospital walls, or just didn't care. There were instances when my intentions to contribute to our shared mission were overshadowed by miscommunications, leading to confrontations that left me questioning my place in the very environment I just dedicated so much of my life to. For example, one job, I volunteered as the Director of Continuing Medical Education. I knew it was important and would run seminars on the history of medicine or coding and billing or arrange for other interesting or more dynamic speakers. Some of my colleagues thought that I meant I got the day off and were resentful, not seeing that I actually did this with no pay in addition to doing my regular job. These experiences, these moments of doubt and frustration, they're not just my story, they're our story. They speak to the journey many of us face as single mom physicians. Sharing these stories isn't easy, but it's necessary. It's in revealing our vulnerabilities that we find connection, understanding, and ultimately the strength to navigate these challenges. So, my fellow mom physicians who might be feeling the weight of unrecognition, who are navigating the complexities of balancing a demanding career with personal commitments, know that you are not alone. So how about some strategies for self-compassion and self-care? In this intricate dance of our lives as, as mom physicians, where every step is measured against the backdrop of responsibilities and expectations, self-compassion isn't just a gentle reminder, it's our sanctuary. Amidst the whirlwind of hospital rounds, school meetings, and those precious moments we steal for ourselves, we often forget the power of self-care as our most reliable ally in building resilience. Imagine exercise not just as a routine, but as an act of liberation for your mind. Each stride in a brisk walk, each pose in a yoga session, isn't merely about physical health. It's a journey to mental clarity. As you move, visualize releasing the day's stresses, letting them fall away with every step, every breath. It's these moments of physical exertion that we often find our thoughts untangling, our burdens lightening. This isn't just exercise, it's a ritual of rejuvenation, offering us those much needed bursts of dopamine that brighten our mood and renew our spirit. So let's talk for a minute about under, the underrated art of journaling. If you want some resources, check out the blog page at singlemommd.org. In the chaos of our lives, where emotions often get suppressed in the rush of the day, journaling stands as a haven for reflection. It's, imagine, it's the end of a long day, you're finally sitting in that quiet corner at your home, the world is hushed and it's just you and your journal. As you write, let the pen become an extension of your soul, each word a droplet of the emotion you've carried throughout the day. This isn't merely about writing down events, it's about delving into how they made you feel. Did a patient smile and bring you unexpected joy? Did a misunderstanding with a colleague leave you unsettled? Capture these feelings in your journal. It's through this process of writing, of unraveling the threads of our emotions, that we often find clarity and peace. As we navigate our demanding lives, let's commit to these acts of self-care. Let them be our daily rituals, our quiet acts of rebellion against the overwhelm. Let us find in them the strength to continue our journey, not just as physicians and mothers, but as whole, fulfilled individuals. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I look forward to hearing from you with questions and comments about this and future podcasts.
Join the Single Mom MD community by clicking on the link below. We welcome you with regular engagement and personalized attention to your specific questions. When you think of additional topics you'd like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at Single Mom MD.